What better way to start out Women's History Month than talk about the ladies of the ACC? We've got some awards to go over here. We've got some ACC Player of the Year, Coach of the Year honors. We're going to talk about all ACC first team. But more important than that, we're going to get you ready for this ACC tournament. It's going to be a good one. A lot of players are ready to take that crown. Which team will get it done, though? Let's talk about it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. Thank you so much for joining me, Candace Cooper here, your, your co-host. I have co-hosts every single day, sometimes, most times. But not all the time. It's a solo show for me today, but that's okay. We're going to make this thing work. Today's episode of Locked on ACC is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Hope you guys have had a great start to March. If you have not, there's still time to get things together. It's a full month. We're going to get things rocking and rolling. Shout out to all my ladies in the place with style and grace. Happy Women's History Month. It's all about us, okay? So all the ladies who do this thing of podcasting, who do sports reporting in any capacity, you are amazing. We need you in this game. If you don't get much love, let me tell you, I'm sending love your way. If you are listening to today's episode, I might give a shout out all month. Who knows? It's my show. We're running how we do it. Okay. Anywho, got to talk about some ACC basketball. The women's conference, well, I should say the women's side of things is going to really put the conference on the map because I think this is going to be one of the best conference tournaments we've seen in quite some time. But before we get into that, you know, everyone works hard during the regular season, and we would be remiss if we didn't give some shout outs. So we all know, if you don't, here we are, NC State, well, NC State Wolfpack were the flat out regular season champions. They had a great season, okay, did what they had to do to get where they wanted to be. And, un- and thankfully, ACC Coach of the Year, Wes Moore, is just as focused as he ever was before. They play on Friday at 2 p.m. on ACC Network Extra as they start of the tournament. They finish with a 26-3 record on the year. Really good, led by Alyssa Cunan and company. Shout out to the six-woman player of the six-player, six-man, we call it six-man player of the year? Six-woman of the year, Diamond Johnson, who did her thing. Certainly giving her a nod before we go over all of these, but the Wolfpack. They're ready to roll. It's their crown for the taking, and they just want everyone to get out of their way. They will have some challengers, though, and so we'll talk about that here in just a bit. 2021-2022 awards. Everyone's worked hard to get here, and now you want to get a little shine for it. So shout-out to Virginia Tech Center Elizabeth Kitley, who was tabbed the ACC Women's Basketball Player of the Year by the Blue Ribbon Panel and the ACC's 15 head coaches. Kitley ranked second in the conference with scoring 17.7 points per game, and she is one of three ACC players with multiple 30 points games this season. She is one of just two ACC players averaging a double-double and contributing over 10 rebounds per game, and Kitley paces the conference in field goal percentage at 53% is also ranked number one in the league in total double-doubles with 14. And to keep things rolling, Kitley was a finalist in the Lisa Leslie Award, the nation's top center, and the Wooden Award late season watch list. And she earned ACC Player of the Year, Player of the Week honors four times this season, which was the most of any player. 
So shout out to Kidley. I know it was quite a debate, quite a debate, but it was close. I'm not even going to hold you. While Kitley ran away with it with 948 points, 861 points went to Alyssa Cunane, and 720 points went to Emily Inksler from Louisville. So two of the top uh, seniors, center and forward, respectfully, and have led their team to have some really great records this season. But it was Elizabeth Kitley who, without her, we all know where Virginia Tech would be, and that's not great. So she definitely did her thing in that regard. So shout-out to all the ladies, three E's in a row. Okay, say it three times fast, Elizabeth, Alyssa, and Emily. But they definitely did their thing. So let's talk about Rookie of the Year voting for the Blue Ribbon panel. It went to Sonia Citron of Notre Dame. The young lady definitely held it down for what was a pretty incredible year. A six-time ACC Freshman of the Week selection. She became the third Notre Dame player to earn ACC of ACC Rookie of the Year honors, joining Brianna Turner and Maddie Westbell. She is second among all freshmen in scoring with 11.7 points per game and leads the all-ACC freshman team with six and a half rebounds per game. She is one of three freshmen nationally averaging 11 points, six rebounds and two assists and one steal per game. So shout out to the fighting Irish for claiming that spot. But more than that, we have to give some love to the ACC coach of the year. As I mentioned is Wes Moore from both the Blue Ribbon panel and the head coaches of the ACC. Let's talk about the Blue Ribbon panel, all ACC first team. You saw Cameron Schwartz out of Boston College, Alicia Washington from Clemson, Laura Lagby from Georgia Tech, Emily Engstler from Louisville, Haley Van Lith from Louisville, Deja Kelly from North Carolina, Alyssa Cunane from NC State, Olivia Miles from Notre Dame, Elizabeth Kitley from Virginia Tech, and Jewel Spear from Wake Forest. We'd love to get your thoughts on that first team, right? I would love to know if you thought anybody got snubbed, if you thought anybody should have been up there a little bit higher, all of that good stuff. I have my thoughts, but I would love to hear from you first. That's why we interact. I might give you my thoughts throughout the week. But instant reaction, I would say overall, it's pretty fair, right? I think you can maybe argue that Aisha Shepard could squeak into that conversation, but overall, pretty good. Everyone, you know, had quite the season, but, you know, Shepard made all ACC second team, as well as Alyssa Utsby of North Carolina, Maya Dawson of Notre Dame, Morgan Jones of Florida State, and Taylor Sule from Boston College. A couple of good honorable mentions, though, you see Kayla Jones and Diamond Johnson from NC State. They certainly were in the conversation. And as I had mentioned, the sixth player of the year being Diamond Johnson, most improved player. We saw Cameron Schwartz get that nod. The Eagles star certainly had herself quite the season, was on many highlights on the ACC network, as well as defensive player of the year, Loyai Kubai from Georgia Tech and ACC freshman of the year. From the coaches, head coaches award would be Cheyenne Day Wilson out of Duke. So a really good list and crop of young ladies who balled out all season. Thoughts? Again, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love for you to share with me. It's always a great time when we can get to know who is doing the damn thing over here in the ACC. But more than that, we have to get ready for this tournament, okay? I am feeling good, but I feel like there's some challengers. I think I know who's going to win, but I want to hear from you. I also want to just break it down real quick one time. Before I do that, 
If you're ready to get in any of this betting action, I strongly encourage you to get with Bet Online. It remains the number one spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just about basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're rocking and rolling here, Locked On ACC Podcast, and we are making sure you are all set and ready for the Women's ACC Tournament that starts tomorrow. So let's get you covered here for these Wednesday matchups. You'll see Clemson and Syracuse in round one at 1 o'clock on ACC Network Extra. At 3.30, you will see Pitt take on Duke. And then at 6.30, you'll see Virginia take on Wake Forest. Now you're looking at those games and you're saying to yourself, oh, we don't necessarily have to pay attention to the first round, but I strongly implore you to. I think that Duke could certainly have a great run at this. I think Wake Forest could have a great run at this. I also think that Syracuse can do a little damage should they pick up some nice early wins. On Thursday, we'll see Florida State play Boston College and Virginia Tech take on the winner of the Clemson-Syracuse matchup. We'll also see uh, Miami take on the winner of the Duke and Pittsburgh matchup, and we'll see Georgia Tech take on the winner of the Wake Forest and Virginia matchup. So got some heavy hitters in the conversation there. Then Friday will progress. You'll finally see North Carolina, Louisville, NC State, and Notre Dame. So the chances of us seeing Louisville and NC State in the finals, man, oh, man, could happen. I think it will. But don't sleep on North Carolina. I think they're a team that, you know, despite me going there and being extremely biased, if Deja Kelly can hit from fire from all cylinders, it's going to be a long night for any team that tries to come up against her. If Kennedy Todd Williams can play like we know she can, which I feel like she has a lot of growth still, I think it'll be actually an excellent um, conversation to put her in the mix, as well as Alyssa Utsby. You have Littlefield. All of those young ladies are certainly balling for sure. But don't sleep on the fact that NC State is on a mission. They know that it's bigger than just the ACC tournament, but you got to lock in the tournament first, right? You want to secure your number one overall seed for NCAA tournament, and why not do that with a ACC tournament win? However, Louisville, after that Notre Dame game, it's tough. It's tough to feel like anybody can beat them. I feel like I'm making cases for everybody, but here we are. It's tough to feel like anybody can beat them. When you put up a team 54 to 15 going into halftime, you're on a different playing field, right? You're on a different mission. Sure, those games like that don't have to don't happen often, but damn it, if you're not trying to put yourself in the conversation to dominate these young ladies. And that's certainly what uh, Louisville did last week. Notre Dame, though, really youthful team. And I really feel like they're able to come together. But it's all about veteran leadership. And they unfortunately just don't have that. I think they can come together and they can have some good games. But I think overall, it'll be dicey. And I don't necessarily feel like they're going to be the ones who are able to pull it out when rubber meets the road. So there's that. That's my lovely insight for you. <laughs> I am going to pick Louisville to win the ACC championship because, like I said, different mentality, different mode. I think Emily Inksler has a grudge. 
from that NC State Louisville matchup in the towards the beginning of the season, and she wants that revenge, and she doesn't want to get in foul trouble, and she wants to make sure that Lisa Kanan and company never forget the weekend that they played the Louisville Cardinals, right? So I'm I'm feeling good about Louisville. Something tells me that NC State's gonna need one little quick punch in the mouth. They're gonna have to get regrouped, get things together, and then they'll be able to certainly dominate in the NCAA tournament. Do I think they're winning the whole thing? Mm, that's dicey. I think that South Carolina probably the toughest team right now to beat, but NC State, who likes to play with the chip, that's why I feel like they're going to lose this ACC tournament and ultimately come out doing really well overall when it comes to uh, tournament play, when it matters most, quote-unquote, that's what they say. But why not get a, a, a tournament title? I mean, why not get a conference title and you know a national title? You could do both. NC State's capable, but there's a lot riding on this season for them. So one game at a time. One folks at a time. I think it's going to be fun. I honestly think it's going to be better than the men's tournament, but don't hold me to that. <laughs> but those are my thoughts because you have so many good teams here. You have a lot of good basketball ahead of us. So make sure you check that out Wednesday through the weekend. Uh, and then you follow on ACC Network, ACC Network Extra. Hit me up on Twitter at Candace Cooper. Hit me up at Locked on ACC if you want to talk about it further. But while we're here, I know it's Women's History Month, but we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the major game between North Carolina and Syracuse last night. It was a was, – they call it a barn burner. Is that the word? I don't even know. I think it was just one of those games where Carolina couldn't get trapped and they did everything they could to try and get trapped. But unfortunately – I mean, unfortunately for Syracuse, Carolina was able to pull it out in Overtime, thanks to a very clutch shot between Caleb Love, was cold all night. But when he made that three that he needed, he hit that three that they needed. Brady Manning scored 22 points of the night. Armando Baycott was not was held. He had 17 on the night. R.J. Davis was 17 as well. Leaky Black did what he had to do and was able to put up a strong, solid eight points. But again, Caleb Love's 21 from off the bench was so essential and critical. Didn't start out great, but was able to pick it up and ultimately finish. And as much as that's the story, because Carolina got the win, it was Swider's 36 points, which is out of maybe four or five players ever to put up 36 in the Dean Dome. It was an incredible performance. Every shot that you just knew was not going in, he was able to make it. And you said, well, damn. Why is this young man so incredible? But he had one hell of a night that he'll remember. He'll certainly add that to the highlight reel whenever he's trying to go to the next level. He went off for 36. Jim Beheim, Buddy Beheim had a solid uh, tw- 10 and 14 respectfully. And Gerard was able to put up nine. Anselm only had two on the night. But again, when you talk about... Syracuse and their defense and how they were able to just really fluster some of Carolina's guards. But I think it was the fact that Leaky Black also felt a little frustration because he was trying to guard Beheim, Buddy, but then Swider was going off. But then if you try and switch and put him on Swider, Buddy Beheim's going to have some clutch moments. So you cannot win here in this scenario. And that's the most difficult part for you know, a team that lacks strong defense. Now, I will give kudos to Armando Baycott, who was able to defend some of these guards out here. He was, at, he was having 
to guard a little bit further out than he's used to, but he certainly held his own. I still think there's a lot of growth and development needed for RJ and Caleb, but positive moments. We had flashes. <laughs> we had flashes. It's very up and down year. Cannot wait to have a really strong backcourt where we just don't even have to worry about them. And they can feed the bigs as need be. I'm never worried about Brady. So you already know. Carolina, they feel like they're squeaking in, getting hot at the right time, or just holding on at the right time. But you also think about the fact that, God, they got to go into Cameron on Saturday and try and put up the biggest upset known to man. It seems very gargantuan. Like, what is it gargantuan? Is that the word I'm looking for? It seems astronomical that they are going to come in upset Duke on senior night, on K Coach K's final game at home and ever in the for the rest of his career after 42 years of coaching for Hubert Davis's first year. I mean, granted, 21 wins, nothing to – 22 wins on the season, nothing to, you know, balk at. He has certainly had his fair share of good moments this season. But if you want to talk about going against Goliath, good night. <laughs> Good night. It's going to be a tough show for the Tar Heels. But if you want to hear more about the North Carolina Tar Heels and how well they're going to be suited up and ready to go for this weekend's game, I strongly encourage you to listen to the Locked On Tar Heels podcast with our new host, Isaac Shade. He gives great insight and analysis there. You can also listen to the Locked On Blue Devils podcast with J.J. Jackson. A lot of great analysis as we gear up for what should be a great game for the Blue Devils. I've been hearing that 80-plus, you know, Duke Blue Devil fans are going – or dang fans. 80-plus former Duke Blue Devil players are going to be in attendance for Coach K's final game. Tickets, one individual ticket I heard is going for about $4,000 So, if you got the bread to get out there, you might as well see you want what should be a very phenomenal game. Hopefully it's not a blowout. Hopefully you don't pay all that money for a blowout either way. Like I wouldn't want to pay all that money for Carolina to blow them out. Well, maybe. I also wouldn't want to pay a lot of money if I was Duke and seeing, you know, the opposite. So hopefully it's just one of those nail biting. That's why you play. That's why this rivalry is the best kind of matchups. They go shot for shot. Defense is going crazy. Mark Williams and, Bake and Armando Baycott both are showing those big men mentality. Like It's just everything that you want out of a UNC and Duke rivalry. So hopefully we see that. I'm already hyping it up. You know you know what it is. Hopefully we'll talk to uh, Jersey Drake on a Friday to get you ready for that. Share some of our favorite and best moments here. We also got a couple more men's basketball games to talk about. But that's enough of the men. For the day, I want to get back to this women's conversation here after I remind you guys that Run Your Pool is the whew, today's episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is only uh, March Madness is here. Let's talk about it. Shout out to future. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or pick whatever one you want. They have options to edit scoring and they offer more intel to make your picks all the stuff you won't find on ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. 
If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All these rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. So we're wrapping up today's show here, and thank you guys for always coming in and bringing the high energy and making sure that you are ready to go when it comes to our conference. As I mentioned, we have a couple games here in the men's. Folks, tonight Duke will play Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. They will play at 8 p.m. on ACC Network. Louisville will play Virginia Tech on ESPN2. But as I mentioned, my ladies, one time for the one time. The ACC tournament starts tomorrow. Make sure you have everything prepped and ready. Make sure you got your popcorn. Make sure you got your bracket filled out. Make sure you let me know at Locked On ACC or at Candace D. Cooper who you have winning the whole thing and why. More importantly than that, if you feel like the Cardinals are going to hold it down and upset NC State, let me know. If you feel like NC State is going to run with this thing and they're going to run all the way to March Madness and through that bracket, Tell me about it. I would love to hear your thoughts. But more importantly, if you're thinking UNC is going to do the damn thing, hey, listen, I'm all for it. <laughs> I can help you make the case. So always hit me up. Feel free to have uh, give me all your insight. Always appreciate the time. And for Candace Cooper, have a great and happy Tuesday. Until next time.